Hello and welcome to The Pig Age, Chagas Pig podcast with me, Kieran Carroll, bringing you all the latest news, information and advice to keep Irish pig farmers up to date. And for this episode, we're looking at the review of the 2020 financial year and looking forward to the outlook for 2021 with Michael McKeown, Specialist Pig Development Officer at Chagas Moorpark. And I first asked Michael how the expectations for 2020 panned out. This time last year, the expectations were very high at the start of the year. Um, the pig price was very high, 198 a kilo. Feed looked very steady going forward into 2020. And the Chinese, uh, the Chinese demand for pig meat uh, was looking very, very good. Unfortunately, didn't quite turn out as we had hoped uh, because we didn't reckon on the COVID. Uh, we didn't know about COVID. At the end of last year, it was, it was only into January that we heard about it. And as a result of COVID, largely the price dropped from 198 to about 158 now. So over the year, it was a steady slide the whole way down. So it didn't quite end as well as expected, I suppose. Okay. And was that price drop, was it all COVID related? It wasn't all COVID related, but most of it actually was. Um, It started off, I suppose, with the Chinese lockdown in February. So they were locked down for six to eight weeks. So at the time, they weren't taking in any any of the pig meat and the shops and stuff like that were affected. And also there's no manufacturing uh, going on and the ports were closed. So as a result of that, all of the refrigerated containers that were on the sea at the time, all got stuck in the ports. And it ended up that there was about 60 to 65% of all of of the global uh, refrigerated containers were stuck over in China at the time of the lockdown. And the problem with that is that it takes about six weeks to get them back. So even though they, um, uh, China opened up again at the end of March, it actually took about another six weeks to get all of the containers back. So it was, it was, it was into early May before we got over the logistics problem with that. And then unfortunately, then the Europeans uh, went into lockdown then in April and May, um, and that affected demand and logistics here uh, in Ireland and all across Europe. And we were just kind of getting over that. And then the slaughter plants really started getting affected. So the, uh, the transmission within slaughter plants started to become a, a really big issue. So they had to look at reducing the staffing levels in slaughter plants and more separation, especially in the boning halls and places like that, which is a big problem. So therefore the throughput of pigs wasn't as good. And the other issue then was the factories that started getting um, uh, had to close down because of, of the COVID outbreak lost their export licenses to China. So this happened in Ireland, in the UK, in Spain, Germany, in uh, uh, most countries across Europe. And we were just kind of getting over that. And then we got African swine fever over in Germany in September. So that then meant that they were excluded from uh, any exports to, uh, to China. But really, all in all, while African swine fever had a small part in the year, it was really mostly down to COVID and logistical problems with COVID. Okay, yeah, and kind of a multiple layer of, of, of things that happened over the course of the, the six or seven months there. Um, looking at that then, if you look back over the year, what, what way were feed costs and pig prices? How did they average out for 2020? Yeah, well, if we look at our monthly feed analysis, uh, so this is something that we take from uh, uh, all of the pig producers at the start of every month. So Jeremy Cutchin actually is, is, is in charge of pulling it together. So when we look at that over the whole year, we reckon that the composite feed price is going to be about 305 euros a ton, which would equate to about 108 cent a kilo deadweight. And the pig price we think is going to come in at about 173 cent a kilo. So overall, I suppose, despite everything, it is still 
2020 has still been a good year because we've had a margin overfeed of 65 cent. And if you go back over the last five years, the margin overfeed is probably about 52 to 54 cent. And if you went back over the last 10 years, it's about 47 cent. So, so 2020, despite the expectations of it being extremely good, still ended up though that it uh, was a very profitable year for pig producers. So I suppose it could have been worse. Okay. And so how, how would you, if you were to summarize it, how would you describe the, the financial health of the sector at the present time, at the end of 2020? The industry is in very good shape at, at the end of 2020. If you went back to 2018, start of 2018 there, you feed credits uh, in uh, for Irish pig producers would have been out at four months or even four and a half months. Um, and it's now well under three months for, for a lot of people. It's um, and, and anything from 10 to 12 weeks for, uh, for a lot of, of the pig producers out there. Also, the other, uh, the other creditors are well in line for uh, uh, the equipment suppliers, the veterinary, uh, the, uh, the energy suppliers, all of those now are, are well back within the credit limits. And there's a lot has been spent on the repair and maintenance on, on the units over the last 12 months or the, and even the last 18 months. And it's now back up to a very, very good level. And most importantly, uh, I, I suppose you could say that the current count is now looking very, very good. So overall, you'd have to say that the sector is in very good shape as we enter into 2021. Well, that's good to hear anyway uh, yeah despite the, the slide in prices um and in terms of you mentioned earlier you know covid and how that impacted and things like that and that that created backlogs what's the current situation in, in europe in terms of backlogs of slaughter pigs yeah as, as you mentioned the problem with the covid is that it's it's actually in the boning halls it's not on the actual slaughter line itself it's in the boning halls because there's a lot of people working the boning halls there uh, to butcher out the meat they would have been uh, traditionally very close contact between them on on a, uh, the conveyor belt system. So unfortunately, due to COVID and due to two meter restrictions, et cetera, um, they've had to reduce down the number of people that can be in the boning halls. Um, and this has caused a much slower throughput of pigs for slaughter. And we're really seeing this in, um, in uh, Germany there at the moment, where they're, uh, due to COVID restrictions, they have had to restrict the number of people in the boning halls and as, as, as a result of that the throughput of pigs ha, has, has been an awful lot lower. So they currently have a backlog of about six to seven hundred thousand pigs at the moment which are just being rolled on from week to week to week. So this is a, a serious problem for the Germans at the moment because the German pig producers obviously if you're holding pigs an extra week or two the sale weight's going up and up and you still have to feed the pigs. They, so they still have a backlog at the moment, but the situation in the Netherlands and in Denmark has improved an awful lot. They had lost their, uh, their export licenses to China. And as a result of that, this was causing a backlog of pigs. Uh, so the Danish had a backlog of about 120,000 pigs there at one stage. This has been improved on a week by week basis. And now they reckon it's about 40 to 50,000. And, and the Dutch would have also had a backlog and they have now cleared the backlog since the factories got their export license back. So overall, I would say the situation is definitely improving. It's still not back to where we'd like it to be, but it's definitely is improving. So it's good news, I suppose, on that side of things. Okay, so hopefully that'll take a bit of pressure and ease, ease the pressure on, on pig price and so on. Um, moving forward then into 2021, what's the outlook? Is it looking a bit more steady or what way is it looking? I suppose at the risk of getting splinters from sitting on the fence, I'll give you a yes and a no answer to that. Um, the outlook is better because of the COVID vaccine for humans. 
Um, so this obviously will help to reduce a lot of logistical problems there uh, within the slaughter plants and even the transport of the pig meat around the world and stuff like that. Um, and hopefully with, with the, the human vaccines now, the chances of lockdowns going forward into 2021 will be a lot smaller. Um, so from that point of view, it's very, very good. The other very positive outlook is that the Chinese demand is still going to be very strong. Um, while the Chinese uh, domestic price has come back a bit, the Chinese demand is still going to be strong right throughout 2021. So that's going to be very, very good. So that's another positive on that side. The negative side is, unfortunately, the feed situation looks a little bit unsteady, certainly for the first six months of 2021. Um, this is mainly down to the high soya price. Uh, the, the US had, had a poor soya harvest. And then the South American soya harvest had been touted to be 133 million tonnes uh, for the Brazilian harvest, and it now looks it's going to be lower. And that's due to a drought that they had at, at, uh, at the planting time. So they're about a month behind where they should be um, in the Brazilian harvest, and this will have an effect on the yields that they can expect too. And unfortunately, at the same time then, we had the wheat and the barley price here in the Northern Hemisphere um, started to rise because of the supply of wheat there was a lot lower um, due to planting issues that we had back in autumn 2019. So overall, the feed situation is going to be, um, it's going to be, um, I suppose, upward pressure on it for the first quarters of quarter one and quarter two of 2021. So it's going to be a little bit unsteady. So um, overall, you'd have to say that, look, uh, 2021 will be a lot steadier than 2020, but that wouldn't be hard. Uh, but it will be a little bit uh, a little bit tricky there for the first couple of months of 2021, though, due to the feed issues. Okay, and just on on the Chinese situation, you know, we we know that there's been a massive cull of sows and, and pigs because of African swine fever. Is African swine fever still an issue there, and how near are they to getting back to full recovery? Yeah, it's um, it's difficult to know how big an issue it is, but uh, due to reports there uh, from veterinary sources there who have been over there and looking at the situation, they say that uh, African swine fever is still um, it's still I suppose um, circulating over in China at the moment. Um, and there's obviously no vaccine for it, so if 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 it it's it, it'll be very hard to control it, and it is very hard to control it. So what they're doing is 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 a is a destock policy. So it is still circulating at the moment, but we don't really have any uh, official information on that. Uh, but it seems to be still going on in 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 small herds. The very very large herds with the top uh, the top class biosecurity don't seem to have an an issue with it. And um, the national herd is recovering fast. They would have gone from a sow herd of um, about 40 to 42 million sows right back down to maybe uh, maybe 20, 22 million sows. So it's, but it is on the, on the recovery again. And it's estimated there that by the end of 2021, the herd size would be probably back to 80 to 85% of the pre-18 levels. Uh, so the pre-African swine fever levels. Um, it probably, it had been, um, the Chinese had been about 97% self-sufficient uh, before the outbreak of African swine fever. Um, and that was due to a lot of people having small uh, small herds and a few pigs in the back garden and uh, stuff like that. But it will probably not get back to the 97% self-sufficiency um, again because of just the policy there of having less of the backyard pigs and large units. So they probably get back to 93, 94% self-sufficiency, but that will be still uh, probably about two years away. They, they, that's, that's 
amazing really the recovery if you think about it in, in from where they were half their herd gone and then two years later they're pushing towards getting back up to 80 85 percent how did they manage that I suppose they manage it because they're extremely well organized. Um, so they had the, they drew up uh, rules and laws and they got very, very organized on a national scale. Um, they also did a clampdown on all of their pig movements. They looked at slaughter plants. They looked at wet markets. They looked at live pig, live pig sales. And then they also looked at compulsory culling of herds. And in some areas there, they wouldn't allow the herds to restock uh, because one, they didn't want pigs in the area because it might have been too industrialized or also that uh, they, they couldn't ensure that the biosecurity levels were high enough so that they wouldn't break down again. So therefore that you may have been paid uh, for your herd to be culled or your, or, or your small number of pigs be culled, but you weren't allowed to restock it either. So they were able to do um, some buffer zones like that. And I suppose at the end of the day, the, uh, there has been a huge investment in it. Uh, the estimated the investment has been about 26 billion over the last two years uh, just for building uh, new pig units. And the way that that's broken down for, for new pig units is that there was a 50% grant available, and then the other 50% was on an, interest, uh, an, on an interest-free loan. So that's where you could really see the benefit if you had some money to invest. Um, it was a bit of a no-brainer uh, to try to put up huge sow units there on an isolated site. And in some ways, it's probably been the largest and the fastest restock ever uh, for any of uh, uh, animal species anywhere in the world. Like the, the level of it is just absolutely massive. It's un- unbelievably impressive in fairness. Um, speaking of other countries, and I suppose the elephant in the room, we're all hopeful for an agreement on Brexit. But what happens if it doesn't and there's a fallout? What's the possible fallout? For Irish agriculture, I suppose we're definitely hoping for an agreement. Um, just for the pig sector, um, but 45% of our exports are going to the UK market and even 12% of our pigs are going for slaughter up in, up in Northern Ireland. So it does have a significant effect on the Irish pig sector. Um, so we're definitely hoping for an agreement. Um, in the worst case scenario, if we don't get an agreement, I suppose we are lucky that the Chinese market is so strong and will be for 2021 because it'll give us the, uh, the opportunity to divert exports for, uh, to the Chinese market in the short term. So say over the next 12 months, we will start um, moving it obviously from the UK market uh, to the, uh, the Chinese market as much as possible. In the medium term though, it will be a much bigger problem um, because as the Chinese market slows down, the levels of imports that they'll want as we get into 2022, 2023, etc., will be lower. Uh, so we'll probably have to look more at the Vietnamese, the South Korean, the Philippines markets and really try and develop more of a foothold in those markets. We are exporting there at the moment, but the volumes will be relatively small. So we're really looking to see, can we, um, I suppose, exploit those markets an awful lot more. Having said that, we're still hoping for a Brexit agreement. Uh, it's not over till it's over. So even though it's getting down to crunch time, we're still hoping for an agreement on that. Absolutely, absolutely. So thanks for that, Michael. Just to sum up then, if a couple of bullet points, how would you describe the review of 2020 and the outlook for 2021? Yeah, I suppose 2020 didn't live up to expectations, but it still was a very profitable year uh, for pig producers. Um, they were still very, very happy with the margin over feed. As I said, it's, uh, 65 cent there was uh, a, a very high margin over feed for them. The profit margin 2020 will be lower, there's no doubt about it, due to the feed and due to pig prices uh, uh, ha- having moved down. 
But you would have to still say that the, uh, the, the pig industry going forward into 2021 is still in a very good state. And it's in a very good state um, looking for the years ahead too. Uh, it's, 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 it's coming up a very strong platform and you'd have to be optimistic for the years ahead. Okay, thanks very much, Michael. No problem at all, Kieran. You're very welcome. That's it for the latest episode of The Pig Edge and my thanks to Michael McKeown for joining me on the show. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you never miss a show. And for more farming information, go to chagas.ie. I'm Kieran Carl, and thanks for listening.